Nick, Nick, I, okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. But, I used the word thing. I used the word sick with my dad while uh like, you know, like that was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh with my dad and he spent a month like he thought it was the most novel thing that he'd ever heard in his <laughs> life. He spent a month, Jeff. Like all of November was just oh, that was a pretty <laughs> sick ride. Uh <laughs> would you say that burger was sick? Uh, speaking of sick things, Nick, uh there no, 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 I mean we all, all yes. we are Nick, we are recording. Sure. And oh, speaking God. speaking of sick, um Nick, I did not Okay, so we did we did the naming episode and we landed on the secret of the use, which is, you know, a little bit of uh you know, it's it's out of place num- number wise, but I feel like in place spiritually. In, it's spiritually <laughs> correct, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we we just went in a, in a non-linear order here, okay? We, we, went, we skipped the, the second uh, Three Ninjas movie. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, but Nick, it, it, like you you gave me some time before we recorded. Uh, and I wanted to like catch up on the secret of the ooze. Like just to, to remind myself like about it and if it was a thing that I had any like relation to at all. Nick, I forgot that it was a thing that I watched nigh-religiously. <laughs> when I was a young kid, and literally, like, good I, man, the the amount of things that I remembered from this movie, but at the, like the beginning of the movie, Nick, they're going through, and like, I, I I wish that we as a society could agree on anything as much as the people in the intro agree of their love of pizza. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, yes. I, I, are you familiar at all with the intro? No, so no. So, like, Secret of the Ooze, I don't think I remember Secret of the Ooze well, but I can tell you that I owned the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, like, for sure. Okay. And I can I can hear Splinter destri- describing in the early, like, in the opening, full baby turtles. <laughs> like, I can hear him, dude. In my brain, it's still there. The movie came out before I was born, and I still, like, I know. I, I'm, I'm completely with you. I don't know how much I, how much I watched Secret of the Ooze, though. I didn't think that, like, I had really, like, really caught on to it as much as I re- actually did. But, like, like there's, like, the Go Ninja Go song. Like, man, th- like, it was so, so 90s, like, like watching the beginning of that movie. I love that era of 90s movies. Like, I don't care if it's, pro- like, if, if someone told me, like, oh, yeah, the IMDb rating for it's, like, four star or four out of ten or whatever. I'd be like, I don't care. I want to watch it. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad movie. <laughs> All right, well, we're about to start this thing, but before we start it, if you're not into this podcast, uh, you know, a backup option is to go watch Secret of the Ooze or honestly, any 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies or... Jeff, don't send our our viewers away. We can't compete with... (laughs) That's true. Before before I give any more glowing uh, endorsements, we should probably get started... To the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix like from the ashes and oozes of last year's podcast. I am your huh. co host, Jeff. I'm your other co host, Nick, and I don't like the idea of being born <laughs> from the oozes. Of- <laughs> it's it's only going to get worse, but I'm sorry. Good. Great. Um, Sick. But, anyways, yeah, we're a couple of friends, half gotten apart, uh, a, lot of, a lot of ooze apart uh, that would like, like to come together. <laughs> Man, this is bad. We're gonna, we're, this is going to be a hard year, Nick. Uh, we like to come together and talk about some of the things that are fun, interesting, and oozy to us. Nick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
we've talked about this a lot. This kind of like things peripherally to this a lot. So I didn't want to make this a main topic, but uh, I read about a thing this week and I read a couple of articles about it that really uh, play into our talks about attention span and how uh, social media and uh, being generally connected can be like really detrimental to our productivity and our ability to focus and all of that goodness. Oh, uh, yeah. Nick, I'll tell you. Now that I see what you've just said, plus what your title of this topic is, like, I, I'm about, I, I'm ready to dive into this. This is good. I was, I was going to say, have you heard of this? I have heard of this. Nick, you want to explain, explain a little bit more. I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to spoil anything. So, uh, I read about a, a term, uh, psych, a psychology term called the switch cost effect. And the switch cost effect is basically talking about the fact that we believe that we are all multitaskers or like most people believe that they are multitaskers who can focus on multiple things at once and like a small interruption doesn't like really affect them. But what is really happening is that we are juggling between different options and we are changing our focus between different th- tasks or different uh, inputs uh, all the time. And so while you may think that like, oh, if I get a text and it's a five word text, I could just read it real quick and go back to my work. What's really happening is your brain has to uh, reconfigure to looking at the text and processing the text, who it's from, what's going on with it, like what the flow of the conversation was in your text. Uh, if you respond, whatever, it doesn't matter. But then when you go back, you're not at the same spot that you were at before. And what that means is there's a cost switching between uh, uh, effects in terms of your time and in terms of your ability to actually focus. And it's a pretty big deal. Uh like it can have a very, very big effect on your productivity. And I think a lot of us like realize this, that even though like just having a phone on when we're like working from home or when we're just doing whatever may not seem like a big deal, it can like really negatively affect us. Uh, do, do, like, And you've, you've talked about this before, but you're like a totally keep the phone out of, out of reach when you're working kind of guy, right? Well, uh, man, Nick. Uh, and it doesn't just have to be phones or text, but yeah, sorry. Well, no, I'm trying to figure out exactly which uh, avenue I want to go down my rant uh, on. Because, like, Nick, you hey. have you have hit quite the vein here. Like, yeah, like props to you. This will th- this this might accidentally <laughs> be the entire episode just because of rants that oh, I have. No. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just talk about the phone thing. Um, I have. Very, very, very few non-negotiable rules for the people that I work with, like, that work for me. Yeah. The number one, and potentially, like, I'm trying to think about it. Maybe the only, like, like I can't negotiate this with any, like, anybody. This is a non-negotiable thing for working for Jeff is if I'm working with you, collaborating with you on a thing or teaching you something, your phone doesn't exist. Like, obviously, obviously, if you have like some, like if somebody's in the hospital and you're trying to keep tabs on how they're doing, like I'm not like some monster, but I swear if you check your phone to like look at whatever random Facebook notification popped up on your phone when I was talking about how derivatives work or whatever, like, or, or how like uh are you correlated calculus? or yes sometimes or how correlated <laughs> some queries work like i am going to lose my mind <laughs> like i am i'm over here giving you my all and you're letting any amount of my all be be like be taken over by stupid random crap on facebook like that i i so yes 
I I completely, I completely agree. And I, I, I truly believe that like that is a huge detriment to anybody like learning how like or like just collaboration in general like i just don't think that is good at all like no i mean i completely agree with you and by the way like all my first jobs like i wasn't allowed to have my phone you know what i mean like i I would have gotten fired like i would but it would have have been obvious like it's very it's very interesting to me but it it doesn't matter um like i i completely agree with the the sentiment and you're completely right um like when you switch back you have to like, imagine that, uh, you know, everyone experiences this when they're reading something. If you look at a text, like, while you were in the middle of reading an article or a book or whatever, you go back and you're like, okay, where was I at in the in yeah. on the page? And I'm like, okay, what was happening beforehand again? Okay, okay, okay. But all of that was probably more time than it was when you were just looking at your phone for three seconds. The three seconds of your phone is less important than the, the five seconds it takes you to, like, recalibrate and re-figure out where you were in the book. And that's the entire thing. So um, I didn't want, like, I don't have a ton for this. I didn't have a ton prepared for this, but I completely agree with you. And it's been a really big personal, like, um, this has been a thing that I've had to, like, kind of get my, like, get myself to play ball of, like, not allowing distractions in my my world because I'm I'm from home for the first time ever. I'm working from home for the first time ever. And, like, it's just not the same because I always have a computer or Reddit or YouTube or a podcast or my just my phone to text people available to me at all times. And it is so detrimental. Um, I don't have a ton of like data or anything like that. Two numbers that like jumped out to me, like uh, were there's a uh, here. Sorry, let me find this one. So, so according to a paper that was written in the late nineties, uh, not, so not even talking about texting and stuff, right? Um, when people, uh, engage with like switched costs, their productivity can drop up to 40% of someone's productivity, uh, productive time can be, uh, neg- uh, can be used up. So that's just a time perspective. And, uh, when people were given an unlimited time for a test, what, uh, uh, in a different study, people without a phone on did 20% better than people with a phone on who still had unlimited time to do the test. Mm-hmm. So like you still, aren't completely engaged like you still struggle to be completely engaged the bigger thing is is time most of the most of the stuff that i saw talked about time but it also like actively makes you have to think about different things and it doesn't allow your your brain to like get into a longer form uh version of focus and yeah i just think it's like a pretty universal concept that is definitely present for me that's not to say that some people can't do it better than others and some jobs, like, you know, if you're talking to somebody while you're you're doing your laundry or whatever or cooking, it's not going to hurt you or anything, right? Okay. But, can, it, can it be my turn now? Can it be my yes. turn now? Okay, here we yes. go. <clears throat> okay, here's here's my manifesto on this topic. Okay. Oh, man. So I have worked in a position that more or less does programming type things for uh, last nine years or mm, let's call it six years where I've been really doing things that are more or less either a combination of coding or coding and talking to people and doing leadership, blah, blah, blah. Um, Here's the thing. I, I always knew that it was really, really frustrating to, like, have somebody walk by the office and, like, be like, hey, like, where are we at with blah, 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 blah. And then you, like, you feel obligated to answer because they walk yep. by your desk and you give the answer. And then you have to, like, try to, like, get back into it. And, like, a, a, like we've talked about on the show before and with other people, like, I have this weird thing that I do where I listen to, like, the exact same music where I just, like, listen to it on repeat because it kind of gets me back into the zone for things. Like, I could use that as a little bit of a crutch for that sort of thing. 
Yeah. And then the pandemic happened and there were no longer anybody coming. Like there was no longer anybody coming past my desk anymore. And there, there are downsides. And like we actually literally just talked about this off air uh, before the recording. Yeah. There, there are downsides to working full remote uh, specifically yeah, with when it, when it comes to like, you know, relationships and collaboration. But when it comes to actually coding things or getting things done in general, it is like, like I especially realized this when we first started, it, it was a superpower to be able to just work at home. And yeah. then the only people that would reach out to you would do so through means that you could either close, like when it came to email, or you could mute when it came to like chat, like through Teams or whatever. Like I could just, I could disap- I could be inaccessible fully. I never even thought about that from the perspective of somebody who is kind of like a like a resource or like an experienced uh, person. I mean, like I had you know roles where I was the person that everyone asked for, you know, uh, where is this thing? What do I have to do for this uh, niche yeah. process or whatever? And I never even thought about it that way. But you're totally right. Like it's that's absolutely like a that's a mental investment that is always present for certain people right yeah and like it it's not it wasn't a uh unwillingness or a, a lack of desire to like try to help with things it was really just like hey like this is super important that we get this done and i need to focus on this and anything else honestly can wait till tomorrow it's now two o'clock in the afternoon i have a few more hours where i can dedicate this like entire amount of focus and and time to i'm going to close my email i'm going to close my chat i can now focus on this and literally short of coming into my house in the middle of a pandemic you cannot come to bother me or calling me but like honestly at that point like i don't know if if, nobody nobody's gonna call me like that's fine like everybody that's been off the table for for a decade yeah um but like to to be able to actually have that ability to turn off everything and actually focus on that and not have the ability for people to just walk by and bother me. It's again, I like I don't mean that in a negative sense of like, oh man, they're so bad or terrible to bother me. Like it's all things that I want to be bothered by. That's the problem. Like I I'm a curious person and a helpful person and I like I want to do all the things and be helpful to all the people. But that is incompatible with being maximally efficient with how you work on things. And so if I know that, like, yes, I I definitely, my personality wants to be distracted by these things, but it's more important that I get this stuff done. To be able to actually do that is huge. It was like a superpower when we first did it. And the crazy thing is, too, is, like, there were times where I would do that, like, 11 o'clock in the afternoon, like, after I'd gone through some of my email and, like, following up with people and whatever. Nick, in the early days of the pandemic, I would do that like before lunch. And then I would realize like it's five o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't even eaten lunch because the entire day has flown by and I've done so much and I'm so like, I'm so proud of all the ridiculous amount of things I've done. And it's all because of what you've brought up. Is it's all like not switching having costs. to divert your attention every five ten minutes. Like yeah, absolutely. Because when it comes absolutely. to when it comes to programming, especially like it takes you a good half hour to really get into it. Like to really get like get everything 
like the 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 funny thing is, uh, you know, a lot of things in programming, all of the uh, like calculations and like loading of data and stuff like that that I deal with, like it all gets loaded into memory. Uh, and for like the things that I do, it feels very much the same way. Like you have to get all this stuff loaded up into memory. Like you can't be reading it off of you know some some cold storage. Like it needs to be actively in your memory, like a thing that you're working on actively. Yep. And that that's really hard to like get it all up there so that then you could actually be working off of it in memory and not have to like go back and look and read and figure out like that's it's a big challenge Absolutely. And, the, and and so i'm a huge like switching costs are so 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 underrated and like are huge barriers to uh, like productivity there's lots of reasons to not like that are benefits to you know, figuring out ways to like collaborate with people and whatever but like when it comes down to it from a pure productivity standpoint switching costs are enormous completely agree okay nick uh do you so i think you you, i think you've already admitted to this you you don't know what the name temujin means do you nope i've never heard of this this sounds like a made-up word no that i shouldn't say that that's not right it sounds like well one all words are made up nick shut 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 up got him got myself hey Uh, hey good job on not making me have to bleep you out at all i appreciate that thank you uh, it sounds like a not English word. Am I right? <laughs> You're very, very right. Um, it is the uh, the given name for Genghis Khan. Uh, oh, so that that's where we're at today, Nick. We're talking about Genghis Khan. We're talking about Genghis Khan. Kind of like Nick. I'll tell you what. Like here's the thing. This is like a sort of thing where I did a lot of research. It's kind of interesting, and then I just kind of went down like some wild like rabbit holes of like just the weirdness of our perceptions of time in general. Um, but we'll get to that. I don't want, I don't want to spoil it too much. Cause well, I like that. I just want to like, we're just going to like, we're just going to go down the little Genghis Khan lane <laughs> talking about it. We're going to touch on a couple of things that I think are interesting. Uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll hop into, I, we have a little quiz at the end, I guess that, that's how we'll wrap things up. Okay. So Nick, okay. The Roman empire. How, what percentage of uh, the land do you think the Roman Empire took uh, up for? Well, guess what? We just dove right into a fake quiz. This is uh, um, a lot. They had a huge amount for a while, right? Like they had like a massive amount of Europe and Asia for a long time, for a while, right? They did. Uh, they did. Do you want to take a guess at the entire? Like, okay, Nick, I'll let you know. Spoiler: the okay. world, the world be big. True. Um, what percentage of land mass? Did the Roman Empire cover forty or fifty percent? About f- if we round up four percent. Oh yikes! Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, world world is big. Maybe this is lies. I'll, I'll, I do want for our listeners. I did look this up at a couple different sources, but the internet is weird. Where the just one source might also be the source for all the other sources. So maybe That's this true. is bad. Maybe this is bad. I think it's true. The Mongol Empire, which is uh, the the one that Mr. Genghis Khan uh, was the the leader of and successors were leaders of, took uh, up 17 or 18 percent of. Uh, So like we think of uh, at least maybe this is just my perspective, but I feel like I heard a lot of the Roman Empire over the years. Not so much about the Mongol Empire, despite it being like four to five times larger. Yeah, um, true. Like, literally, they conquered most of Eurasia, which, uh, especially going back through doing some of this re-fact-checking, I mean, Eurasia, Eurasia's really big, Nick. <laughs> That's a real, real big area. Um, 
there there's actually some estimates that uh so I guess before I dive into it, I should ask Nick, what yep. is as the layperson, uh, layperson's perspective? What do I know about Genghis Khan? Yeah, let me let me let me know what your what your perspective I on know. Mr. Genghis Khan is. I know that he's Mongolian, yep. uh, and I know that he uh, freaking uh, that he's kind of depicted as like one of the great villains in human history, like uh, one of the leaders who killed like a massive amount of people. Um, I assume this is these are uh, like people that he conquered and that he that were lost in uh, or that died in war i don't know anything oh and also like what doesn't it isn't it said that he had like a trillion kids and that that's like it that's that's like literally the extent of my knowledge about him i can tell you what decade he lived it or decade a century that he lived in oh that that's perfect um i'm actually gonna take it a little bit different uh perspective he's actually way more peaceful than people realize um okay just kidding he's definitely not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, ah, ah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had I had to mess with you a little bit there. Yeah, the, 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 uh, that's fair. That's fair. You, <laughs> sorry, you got me pretty yeah. easily. I was like, oh, really? Uh, ah. Hey, we're we're really <laughs> trusting of one another. I appreciate True. that. Um, no, the so depending on how you look at it, um, and obviously there's lots of obviously there's lots of estimations going on with this. But, like, somewhere around 10, 11% of the world's population was killed by people that were, like, the, like, people the Mongols had killed directly. So, uh, that's, that's, hey, Jeff. Nick, that's real big. That's real big. That's a lot. That's what I would consider a lot of people, Jeff. 10%. Um, if you compare the, I mean, not to get a little, little too dark, but, uh, the, the worst pandemic ever, uh, Black Death, et cetera, was, like around so like the the mongols killed somewhere between like 30 to 60 million people and black death was like 70 to a couple hundred million people i mean obviously the pandemic was worse but yeah the but fact that you could even be in the same it, ballpark like that is crazy it's called Nick. the black death like it wasn't yeah I, 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 what, what is it that, uh, Black Death killed like 30% of Europe or something? Right. I mean, a hundred percent. That is exactly it. Nick, I mean, here's the thing, you know, not, not to, again, not to get too dark. Uh, one of the ways that they killed so many people, Nick, they were notorious for finding people that were dead with, uh, different diseases, including Black Death, uh, during the plague. And, uh, they would like, just toss them cadavers into different places uh, to spread the spread the disease. So they were all about like biological warfare. Well, before that was a thing. That's great, right? That's that was that's not very nice. That's not very nice at all. I dislike that. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, <laughs> I was so when I was doing this research, I'm laughing. It's not that it's funny. I'm laughing because it's just ridiculous. Um, I just want to read this one sentence uh, because it's just well, buck wild. According to a study by the Carnegie Institute for Science's Department of Global Energy, the annihilation of so many human beings from the city under Genghis Khan may have scrubbed as much as 700 million tons of carbon from the atmosphere by allowing forests to regrow in previously populated and cultivated lands. Is it an environmentalist? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the contribution to helping curb global warming, I guess, question mark. He's environmentalist. He's very ahead of his time. The uh, fact, the fact okay, hold that people... Okay, go is ahead. Is he fundamentally different from Thanos? Like, okay, like we've... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, man. No, just the, 
the thought that historians after your death will com- like measure your impact on the planet in <laughs> carbon emissions is freaking wild, Nick. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, you know, you, obviously not in the direction that you would want to have it. But if any, like, if you could have that sort of impact on the planet, like, man, that's crazy. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> the the positive impacts had to be measured in carbon emissions <laughs> reduction. <laughs> the only way to talk about his humanitarian efforts is through carbon. <laughs> um, a thing he didn't know was a thing because he lived not now. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a whole thing on here that I could go through. His life was weird and hard and etc. But like, I don't know. In those days, it was hard. I don't even, I don't even want to give any more years because that's my favorite part at the end here. Um, so Genghis Khan, super crazy. There's, there are lots of things, statistics that you can find about him. Uh, the, everybody in the world is related to him or whatever that you had kind of like alluded to. <laughs> like there, there are some, like, uh, some genealogy theories about that sort of thing, but um, I think mo- which is interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like it, probably a lot of people are super related to him or uh, have him as a common ancestor. Wow. But, uh, yeah, pretty pretty wild. What I found most wild was this wasn't a thing that I started in a vacuum. Uh, I actually started doing all this. Um, as kind of a byproduct of looking into th- some things with the Roman Empire that I was like using as a topic that I'd kind of like poked and prodded at over the weeks. Uh, okay. And I just kind of abandoned it, but this is a, a thing that I thought was interesting. And then what I really thought was interesting was like thinking through some of the other, because Nick, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but I, I really, really like this sort of weird history old stuff. And there are a number of things on my like backlog of random stuff. So all the things I'm about to mention are very, very likely potential candidates someday down the road to talk about a little bit more. But the, like the weirdness of time with these are for me, incredibly interesting because I have a very, very hard time of like keeping straight, like when these sort of things happened and placing these sort of things in time and like thinking through like the, 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 just how odd the distances they are. Like, cause I don't know, like I play games like civilization and I feel like it all should follow some, some sort of linear timeline, but that's just not right. how the actual world worked, especially like pre, you know, two, 300 years ago. When you say that, do you mean that like there was, there was a lot of stuff that overlapped and there was also a lot of stuff, like a lot of gaps in, in like, uh, or like not gaps, but like, I feel, I feel like everything pre like 1500, 1600 is like the same. Everything before, like from like the, the Greek, uh, the, I don't know, uh, from ancient Greece to, like 1500 is all in the same time period in my brain. It's all the same. Like I, I couldn't delineate at all between something that happened in like 800 uh, BC or 880 and like 200 BC. So that, that sentiment is my exact thing I'm keying on is right. There are things that I feel like I can, I can place within a hundred years for the last like 500 years. But then if you go any farther than the last 500 years, 
I'm as likely to be accurate as I am to be off by three to five thousand years. And right, I did right. I did not realize how bad at that I am. It's like, Nick, when did a telephone get invented? Oh, it got invented in nineteen hundred, or maybe it was four hundred BC. Like that's how bad it is. <laughs> right, right. So Nick, I just there are a couple civilizations or a couple. I have five civilizations, I think. And I I want you I want to read them off. And I want you to tell me, like, uh, we'll go through it together and and see, like, how you would put them in order time-wise as far as okay. the beginning and ending of them. Okay? Is this an okay way okay. to end our podcast? Sure. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Okay. So, our first one, actually, I'm going to do the first two. So, the Mayan Empire and oh, Ancient Greece. I think they're both around the same time of... Uh, pr- uh, of pre uh, 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 in in BC, I think. Okay. Uh, I think freaking the you said the Roman Empire, right? No, the Mayan the, Mayan no, Empire, uh, Mayan and ancient Empire, Greece. And Mayan ancient Empire Greece. and ancient Greece. Yes, because the Roman Empire is around the turn of when we start measuring it. And uh, anyways, ancient Greece. So it's like what three hundred BC ish or something like that. And I think Mayan Empire is in that same time period, maybe a little older. I'm gonna guess older. Um, when when do you think they kind of came like they were no longer existent? Like the what was their their ending chapter because that's the thing with some of these they do overlap a little bit so uh yeah my my empire i don't even you don't even, you don't need to give a year uh but mayan empire or ancient greece which one would you put in which order for those two for when they end for when they end yeah i think the i think ancient greece ended first because i think ancient greece ended like before I think I think ancient Greece like got folded up into the Roman Empire, and I don't think anything of the sort happened to the Mayan Empire. So okay. I'm going to guess also Mayans lasted longer. But listeners, a similar time. Listeners, if Nick cheats and Google's things, I will hear it because he cannot type quietly. Yeah, I, I type like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you have Greece, and then the Mayan Empire, and then we have we have four more here. Okay, yeah. Uh, where would you place Egypt's end between oh, those, or yikes. with with those two? Uh, Before I, them I both, say, okay. after them both. I mean, obviously Egypt still exists, but I mean, like no, 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 the yeah, Egypt no, like we're ancient, talking about, ancient yeah. Egypt. I, I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's gone through many iterations that I know nothing about. Um, okay, so I feel like I've heard things about ancient Egypt, uh, like ancient Egyptian, like pharaohs and crap like that, uh, interacting with ancient greece so i'm gonna i'm gonna assume that it's in the same time period probably a little older than greece and probably ending around the same time so still before the mayan empire that's my guess i don't want to spoil any of this nick yeah but you're kicking ass right now i'm kicking ass let's go let's go <laughs> like those are like all like super great like you're but, really but, doing great i'm really but, proud like, of you Dick. I, 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 this is all based off of the, that single like anecdotal thought of like I'm pretty sure that like there was interaction between ancient Greece and ancient Egypt, right? Yeah. Is okay, that true? Nick, 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 here, okay, here we go. Okay, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. Um, I'm going to combine these two. They used to be two different ones, but like you're doing so good. And honestly, I feel like this is more or less the same thing. Uh, okay. The Incan and Aztec empires. Oh, well, you've lost me. These are, these, uh, these could be from like, <laughs> I, I know nothing. I have nothing. Um, I mean, this. <sighs> I, I'm gonna assume that they are similarly older than that. They're both older than the Greek, than ancient Greece. Okay. And I'm gonna guess that they both ended 
Oh, crap. I don't know. I wasn't going to make you say it, but now you have to. You, like, no, you started I to say it. I, I, I want to I guess. Um, I'm going to guess that they both ended after ancient Greece and ancient Egypt. But before, I don't know. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. When, okay. When do they end? Do they end before? So in before Greece, Egypt? Because right now you have Greece, Egypt, Mayan. As your order. Yes. And it is correct. In terms correct. of when they end, right? In, in, in terms of I'm when gonna, they end, and I'm it gonna is correct. Say bef- 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 oh, okay. I'm going to say they end before the Mayan Empire, but they start before as well, is my guess. Okay, so they end before Mayan Empire. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you, that was better than what you had originally said, because <laughs> you originally said before Greece, and that was not I mean, I right. Say before, I meant to say after Greece. I meant to say after. I, I don't think of ancient Greece as actually lasting that long. I think it like am I am I crazy? I feel like I mean like in, in the mean, grand scale. Nick, Nick, in the grand scale, it lasted wicked long, wicked <laughs> long. <laughs> okay, okay. Um. Okay. So Nick, you let me double check. Okay, I don't want to say anything. Um. Okay, let's do the last one I have on here. So we have Greece, Egypt, Incan, Aztec together, and then Mayan. That's the order you've given me. That's the order for ending, and I assume it's the same. I assume it's probably the same for starting, but you know, mm, I think it's hard. <laughs> my, my my guess was that my only other like thing outside of that was my thought was that the Mayan Empire lasted longer. I, th- I think it started before Greece, but now I'm doubting everything I, I've ever thought in my life. It's fine. Uh, where would you place the Roman Empire as far as ending, as far as we know it? Like, obviously, you can kind of, I mean, Rome still start, exists. Starting <laughs> after all of them. Starting after all of them. And ending, um, I'd say ending after all of them. I'd guess ending after all of them. Okay. I feel like we know more about the Roman Empire than we do about any of the other ones. And that makes me think that they're more modern. But I don't know that as a fact. Okay. And my, so. my like, te- my, like, high school test taking and college test taking like, stuff here is trying to use context clues of what you're saying. And, like, I'm kind of ignoring that thought because I'm like, <laughs> no, like, that's not actually how I think. Like, my, if, if you ask me this without Jeff, ask, like, you know, like, without the sequence of, of questions, I would think that the Roman Empire was more modern than all the rest. So, the, uh, let me... Honestly, I think this is indicative of like why this is so weird for us. Um, the the your big your big misses here are on how recent the uh, like uh, like Middle Americas civilizations are. Okay. Um, the May the Mayan Empire uh, lasted until 900 AD. Um, what? But Nick, the big the big swing and a miss here is. The Incan and Aztec civilizations lasted until the 1500s. Wait, what? And that, the, to it, me, was, like, what felt so wild. That doesn't make sense. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't like, compute in my brain. And the thing about them both, the Incan and Aztecs, it wasn't like they were, like, really long things. They both started, like, the 1300s and 1400s. Like, it was a quick burn for those civilizations. And that is really hard for me to, like, wrap my mind around. Because, like, we have, like, culturally, cultural, culturally significant films that are, like, that picture those as, like, big ancient things that are on the, in the same vein of other stuff that is ancient stuff. And, like... It, it's, I mean, it is old for sure, but it's not like. It's not ancient Greece, ancient Egypt. No, it's, it's a completely different thing. It is, it is literally, 
I mean, we're. I mean, did they have did they have European contact then? I think that's what was the end of that. Yeah, I, I think. Wow, maybe? that's I mean, wild. I would well, not have guessed that. I would not have guessed. I mean, it's because uh, freaking Columbus was alive in the 1400s, right? So like, that's wild. I'm looking just to be sure. I like. Yeah, the, no, be, that's exactly. Yeah. So yeah, late 1400s is when American contact to the Americas happened, or when contact to the Americas happened. So. Yeah, I mean, that's how those civilizations ended. Oh, I mean, that's like, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. That is, that's how that happened. So the, so the the part about that that's like really crazy to me is that you're, you've, you got it completely right. Is that it, I picture those as, as ancient as ancient Egypt or ancient Rome or ancient uh, Greece. And like to think that like they could have had like contact with like, you know, uh enlightenment area like freaking europeans is like wild to me because i just don't think they're ever depicted that way no and i mean not not that i'm not sure how you accurately depict you know uh the ancientness of things because you can have really advanced civilizations like i've, I've heard that like uh egypt and uh fucking greece uh were like very sophisticated in a lot of ways like we still study uh like things about them yeah and but but at the same time i just think of them as antiquity not remotely remotely modern well i think it's interesting just to think about how much that like really highlights the like the fact that (laughs) to the victor goes the right to to write the history books because like totally it it definitely does not feel like that those are treated the same way that the other historical um civilizations were and I, I mean, again, I don't want, I don't want to get too like, you know, depressing no. about it, but like, it's probably don't want to like paint ourselves. Like the, if I had to guess, we, we probably didn't want to paint ourselves in like super, super bad light. And I mean, those were all civilizations we made have an end date on that uh, Wikipedia page from ah. very, not, not very great ways. And, uh, ah. yeah, it just, I don't. I don't know. It's 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 just it's very interesting because I feel like, for me in my mind, before I went through all this process of looking through look, looking stuff up and like reading through all this, and like it's all it's all stuff that we all knew. Like it's all like openly available and whatever. But I personally, I did not think of the Aztec Empire as something that was something you know five hundred years ago. For me, that was that was if you that was two thousand years. That was. If, a thousand years ago at the if you would ask me if it was AD or BC I would have, I would have guessed BC and I would yeah. have been off by f- fifteen hundred years. We, I mean, we think of uh, of Aztec ruins, right, and Mayan ru- ruins. Uh, yeah, I got so, done, I've gone done seen them. Like, all right, Nick, let's let's take our secrets and our ooze uh, <laughs> to the outro here. <laughs> oh man. Um, Hey, here's the thing. So we do this. We do it bi-weekly. On the off weeks, we do a Patreon-only podcast. If you want to check that out, it's like this, uh, except for, I don't know. It's not It's not less, I don't know. Th- this one, I feel like, is a little little pushing push the boundaries. But it's just us hanging out. Um, you can check that out if you'd like. It is at um, patreon.com forward slash Tywasap. Yep. And you can follow us on uh, at Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. Uh, and you can find all of that at tidestuff.com. I also think you're right. I, I don't really know if it's any more off the cuff because I, I like our our um, podcast when it's more off the cuff. 
it's probably like less researched stuff on our Patreon. I don't even know how to describe the Patreon difference anymore, but there's a little bit more content there. So yeah, yeah it's more content. We we have, I don't know. I've Here's the thing, Nick. I have, it, it's fun to talk to you about random things that we think of, like we actually take the time to think about. And so I feel like we've done that a couple times. Like I, like you or I, mm-hmm. like actually spend a little time thinking about the thing. Anyways, yeah. I used to always say that it was less prepared. I, I don't know that it's more prepared, but it at least has... Wow, we're gonna cut this. This is this is this is not a great this is not a great yep. rating endorsement. Um, yep. Anyways, Nick, um, I almost read your part of the outro, but you already know that you can follow us at all those places. Nick, thank you so much, sir, for potting with me. You're welcome. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you all for listening. But up, but up, up.